Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, Taylor Wells. Wells, we had a very interesting trade deadline today. Yeah, I got a ton of work done today. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of good business stuff was completed. So much business stuff. I, Mm -hmm. I, every it seemed like every time that I was like transferring from an app, like it was always the transitional thing that I had to look at Twitter or something. (laughs) It's like when you're reading a book or something, and you know shit's just distracting you, so you have to go back and read it. Yeah. That was me all day on Twitter. Couldn't focus on <laughs> shit. No. Um, yeah, so this is our uh, annual trade deadline edition. Uh, I know we've been sucking lately with getting you some consistent episodes, but have no fear. We are here with our trade deadline episode uh, to cover cover all the trade. No, not all the trades. That'd take forever. But God, we're going to no. cover the, the, the ones that we care about. Um uh, the the family of future considerations was really really lucky to to get on some NHL rosters this year. I mean, a lot of just generic you know consideration brothers were traded around, and it just, was it was a good a good deadline day for them. So generic faceless pricks. <laughs> uh, some big names going the other way for future considerations. Yeah, though, so yeah. It, just, it uh, never seems never seems it always seems one sided uh, yeah. when future considerations is I know. is going the other way. Yeah, it's, I uh, mean it's hard to, it's hard to really put together a trade package where you know future considerations isn't the center of the trade. Yeah, so yeah, no, you I, know a lot of a uh, <laughs> lot of lopsided trades with future considerations in there because I mean you know those guys can skate. Right, first name, future, last name, considerations. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it ever? Do you think those, those considerations are ever like utilized? Like, I think they're brought two up year, later. Two, yeah, two years later, like the Coyotes go up to the the Leafs and they're like, "Hey, you know those future considerations that you promised us?" <laughs> so let's... I need you. These are now present con, uh, considerations. It's just it's, it says I O U at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little piece of paper. <laughs> these are these are now present considerations. These are these are immediate considerations. Yeah, I'd like to bring up uh, current considerations. Uh, I just would like to really have that discussion right now, if that's cool. Or the uh, the rare the rarely heard of past considerations. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler Toffoli traded for past considerations. <laughs> Oh man, but past past is really you know. You just consider it, and you're like, oh yeah, that was that was actually a really bad deal. <laughs> uh, apologize for that. Yeah, let me give you Austin Matthews for your fucking bag of pucks. Yeah, shit. <laughs> oh fuck that Taylor Hall thing. That was that was actually pretty dumb, huh? <laughs> uh, you, I mean, if future considerations is involved in any sort of a trade on the deadline day, you know it's going to be a good day. You know it's going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without further how how our strategy is we've uh we've we've um contracted with just kidding. Uh we're we're ripping off TSN. Uh they've got a great uh trade deadline day tracker that we're kind of kind of utilizing going off of. Mm-hmm. Uh we're going to hit on all the major trades and then we're going to talk about, you know, trades that we think are important. And obviously with our team biases, we might go down a couple rabbit holes when we hit some certain teams. Uh, and talk about them, maybe maybe the Kraken and Vegas, Red and Wings, Sabres. Ducks, Yotes. Yeah, that kind of... What? Yeah, Did you Buffalo say Sabres? Sabres. <laughs> Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh. we, like, we got a lot of good stuff going on. I'm going to be honest, I don't think we have a lot of Buffalo Sabres or Ottawa Senators fans li- that listen to our show. 
Well, not with that attitude. No. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? I will now, for one whole episode, I will do my best to try to be considerate. These are current considerations uh, <laughs> of the Ottawa Senator fan base on our show. I will, I will go above and beyond this episode to uh, care. <laughs> Good for you. God, you. You're making progress as a person. It, and, you do, and you do the same with the Buffalo Sabres. All right, yeah, I, they got some stuff on there I want to talk about. Okay, all right, it's perfect. All right, uh, kicking everything off, we're going to go way back on the trade deadline. We're going to start on February 14th, Valentine's Day, I believe that Whoa. was. was uh, it was a match It was a match made in Canada uh, as Tyler Toffoli gets traded from the Montreal Canadiens to the Calgary Flames for uh, Wells, a, a, a pretty significant package here. Pretty decent haul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got uh, Tyler Pitlick, Emil Heinemann. Heinemann? That sounds right. Yeah. A 2024 fifth-round pick and a 2022 first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wells, this kind of set the tone for a lot of trades, um, making everybody think that uh, this deadline was going to be uh, tough to make trades because Tyler Toffoli is – okay – I don't think we need to talk about if Tyler Toffoli is good, do we? Uh, I mean, it can be debated in certain can, circles. Sure, but for all intents and purposes, Tyler Toffoli is a good hockey player. Right. Um, is he worth, I don't know, especially after seeing the returns today, is Tyler Toffoli worth a first-round pick? Uh, so, I mean, the thing says that it's conditional. So, obviously, sure. we, we, have, we don't always know what the conditions are. But um, personally... It's really interesting, especially in Calgary. Like he's playing. I mean, he's playing. I think first power play, and but I think he's do. I think he's playing at even strength. I think he's third line. So like, seeing what kind of unfolded today for some of the players that are really similar to him, uh, I don't think so. And I would be. I, I would definitely be interested to see what the conditions are on this one, just because uh, for me, he's probably more of a second second rounder. Okay. Uh, but I, I think he's he's a he's still a pretty good player, and, and man, he makes Calgary a lot better. So yeah, I, it's, it is the price steep. Yeah, and and honestly, it might be a bit of an overpayment. Uh, a bit, it's it's an overpayment. But mm-hmm. but you but Tyler Toffoli is going to be a good piece to Calgary, and I think he fits in great with what they need. Right. I don't think that they need you know they're not Golden Knightsing it trying to get you know the bell of the ball. You know whoever the top player is. It's they needed, you know, second, third line depth scoring, mm-hmm. and Tyler Toffoli will provide that. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to really dig into his stats and stuff, but I mean, he's he's realistically a twenty to thirty goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, you know, a first a conditional first for him. Uh, n- nothing else in the deal really means anything, right? I mean, no, the fit. Tyler and I don't. Pitlick I mean, and, Pit, Tyler Pitlick is whatever. Pitlick. I honestly, I anybody I talk to that doesn't know hockey loves that last name. I w- Pitlick. I would rather That's be great. known as future considerations. To be honest with you, <laughs> actually, I'm 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 gonna go uh, like changing my last name to Buttwipe. Yeah. So it's, I mean, ta- basically- Taylor Buttwipe. So it's basically what it Buttlick. Yeah. <laughs> Buttlick. Yeah. There you uh, go. Okay. So um, let's do one thing here. When we do a trade, let's declare a winner. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna after everything considered, I'm gonna weigh this as an even trade. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really do think, 
I'm with you. I think, honestly, like Montreal getting a first round this year, I mean, 2022 is apparently not as good of a draft as people originally thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a first round pick doesn't hold as much weight, and I think Calgary is going to go pretty far. So, I mean, I, I would consider this probably closer to like an early second round. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think if I had to pick a winner, I actually like what Calgary gets here. Yeah. Uh, just loading up on, you know, realistically, like I said, a 20 to 30 goal scorer on your middle six is, is pretty sexy. So, yeah, not um, bad. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Montreal getting potentially a first round pick definitely is good for them. Um, but, I mean, you got to have something to build around there in Montreal. Sure. So, well, uh, and I'm kind of compu- confused. Like, as we go on, I mean, I don't, Montreal wasn't as active at the deadline as I thought they were going to be. I mean, they, well, because they moved guys kind of before, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, Sherratt, right? I mean, they sure. moved him three or four days ago. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I would have – I probably would have expected them to be a little more. But I, I think we went through it the last episode. They didn't have a ton to give up. Yeah. Right? I mean, those were two pretty much their two guys that they looked at and were like, these are guys that are going to bring us some, some stuff that we need to uh, – make the Stanley Cup finals next year. Right, right. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. So, But I, I really, I think Calgary kind of got the better of this just based on where they're sitting. Uh, what totally, they, it fits their needs better. Right, 100%. Yeah, like, I mean, this totally could be a good piece to a Stanley Cup run. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and, you know, Montreal. He's got a cup, could, doesn't he? Uh, With the Kings? Is a, that is a great question. I, I think he was kind of bubbly. It's kind of on the bubble right around when they were competing those two okay. cups, okay. Uh, but you you're, you could be right there. Okay. I think he is like twenty eight, twenty nine, so that would kind of fit. Yeah, it would make sense. All right, moving on. Uh, according to TSN, the other major trade uh, coming a few days later, February nineteenth, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs trade Nick Ritchie and a twenty twenty five second round pick to the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for Ryan Dezingle and Ilya Labushkin. The Bush. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really have any hard opinions on this. Uh, I mean, Zingle is a good third line center. Um, you know, he's he's a decent little third line center. Labushkin is a fucking. I watching him on the Coyotes, he's a fucking liability. So okay. for me, for me, he's. He, I mean, it's whatever. But honestly, it's whatever. Like Toronto didn't give up much. Twenty twenty five, like. That is all. That is as close to future considerations as you can fucking get. Yeah, that's true. Twenty twenty five second round pick, and apparently it's conditional. So it, I mean, I guess maybe if the condition is, Dubis is moved to a first. I guess I don't Dubis know. is probably thinking that like one way or another, that's not going to be my problem. So right, <laughs> yeah. Well, him and uh, da- him and Davidson getting into it too much. Who knows how long he's going to yeah. be in Toronto? Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I so I'm gonna. I mean. I'm going to say this is probably a wash because mm-hmm. it doesn't really move the needle one way or another for me. They're both depth moves. Coyotes are long shot. I mean, I guess maybe the Coyotes get it up on this. I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I I actually, I mean, I like it from the Coyotes' perspective, and it's not just the ter- being a Toronto hater. Sure. Like, I honestly, Nick Ritchie has gotten to Arizona and has played really well. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's that's actually a, an underrated part of this trade. And then, yeah, I mean, it's 2025 20, second. But, you know, I mean, I think I think what this does for Arizona is it really allows them to kind of find out what they have in some of the younger guys. Yeah. You know, w- while potentially getting getting a little heavier with Nick Ritchie, I, I think, is what the Coyotes needed. 
I don't think they had much like weight on their on their lineup. Sure. Uh, you know, so I, I I like it. I think Coyotes in my mind edge them out a little bit, but uh, you know, Toronto. This is a this is a decent third line center and then a, a third pairing D. So it's not it's not like they didn't get anything back. You right. Know? Right. Uh, so, but I think, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I would lean towards the Coyotes here a little bit, especially if that conditional second rounder turns out to be a first. I know it's 2025, but God, I can't even think that far ahead. Yeah, it's that doesn't I, that doesn't that sounds like a made up date. <laughs> um, will, we, will we even get to 2025? No, probably not. <laughs> uh, all right, let's fast forward to March 14th. Uh, arguably the first, you know, like big trade coming before the trade deadline kind of yeah. days. Um, we got Josh Manson coming to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Drew Hellison and a 2023 second round pick going to the Ducks. Um, I think this is, I'll, 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 before I even break down, this is a big win for the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll obviously give your take on it because you're more of the Ducks person. But from, mm-hmm. from an outside perspective, uh, Manson, I feel like, was kind of, because of his availability and his not terribleness, he was a bit overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Manson is a, is fun. He is, he's a CC plus defenseman, all things considered, wearing his positives and negatives. Uh, I don't think that this moves the needle at all for the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. While, I mean, I, so I don't, I know nothing about Drew Hellison. Uh, but a uh, second round pick's always nice, and Manson was, if I'm not mistaken, was going to walk anyway. So yeah, they couldn't, so, they weren't having any sort of progress with him. Yeah, so um, I this is a this is a big win for the Ducks. I am with you. Um, I actually I like Josh Manson as a person. Sure, just hearing him in interviews and shit, and you know when I hang out with him at the lake house and stuff. Right, obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in in reality, like he brings a little bit of. Brings a little bit of grit. Brings he's just a full defensive defenseman, and so for Colorado it makes sense. They can just you know when they start getting healthy on the back end, he's just a third line guy. I mean he's a third pairing defenseman, um, and and you know basically so for the on the Ducks side, Drew Hellison has been compared to a more offensively gifted Manson. So what the, I mean okay. the Ducks are the Ducks are basically getting the same player who potentially could be a little better. Uh, offensively more more two-way instead of just shut down and so and, and he's like 22 23 you know so that, i mean they're they're essentially getting uh, what they gave up you know five six years from now right um and then and then if you're gonna get a second round pick uh it sounds like 2023 is the year to do it so i think you know anaheim really did kind of you know they, they weren't gonna sign him anyways he's he's unrestricted at the end of this year Sure, maybe he signs with Colorado, but he's he's not more than a three million a year player. He's just not. So I, I I'm with you. I like this for the Ducks, and it's not just me being a homer. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good. I think honestly, Hellison could potentially play on that Ducks team next year. So okay. Not like a, not a, not a lot of loss there. I don't think from the Ducks perspective, and they get a second round pick. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So. All right. Um, do you care about Tyson Jost? I don't. I don't even see that one on here, so no. It's right after. It's on March fifteenth. Tyson Jost for Nico Strum. Oh, I'm still in major, major trade. Just hit all. Just just look at all of them. I'm not that. I'm not smart enough for that, dude. Just go to the top and hit all. I don't know how. 
I t- All right. I'm fucking in it. God. It's like when I'm so teaching bossy. you to It's like when I'm teaching you to steal hockey games. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> well, Bela's like <laughs> Bela's started uh shit in the pool, so I have Well, Bela's not a thing. Bela's not a new thing anymore. Mm-hmm, so. that shit's gone, so. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, oh, well, ju- just, it's just is okay. That's just a so, quick little Yeah, swap whatever. For it's, the two. Well, it's meh. and Jost isn't even that great, but yeah. Okay. Uh March 16th. Ben Sherratt, as you mentioned previously, goes to the Florida Panthers for Tyler Similank. Similink? Similink? I don't Simil- know. Similanic? Sim- Similanic uh, for a 2023 first-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Uh, this is, a, in my humble opinion, a fleecing by oh, yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. Uh-huh, 100%. Uh, ben Sherratt is not that good. No, uh, he's, Ben Ben no. Ben is not even like he's not even the best defenseman on that bad team. No, it's this was a full. I don't know what Florida was thinking. I mean, I know we they're had, trying to. We got to get a D man kind of thing. I I don't. I just I don't know why. Like Sherratt had you know had his time, but he's just not like Joel, Joel Armina is a better defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I this one this one and. Here's my thing. If this was okay, so I think this would be a little less lopsided if the first round pick was in 2022. Because I don't think I don't think this draft is as Ben Sherrod is strong. not worth the first round pick. He's I not just, worth the first I round pick. I just Definitely don't. Not. It doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know anything about Tyler, but I, he's just not like that alone. Like if you were like, hey, Ben Sherrod for a first round pick, I'd be like, how about a second? <laughs> How about you like, piss the fuck off? Right. Like, how about how about you fucking go back to fucking Montreal and eat some poutine? <laughs> fucking French-Canadian no, prick. And it's funny because, like, you, you, like the, the Twitter blow-up on this was, like, well, you know, obviously all the Canadians fans trying to, like, prove that he was worth the first-round pick and stuff. He's just not. <laughs> like, he's, he's just, just not. He's but just like, not. Especially, especially look at the rest of these trades. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not. God, he. I mean, but that this trade, especially for D, really set the set the bar. It did. So, uh, without further ado, moving on, and this will probably kick off our Seattle Kraken talk. Um, March sixteenth, Callan Yarncroft goes to the Calgary Flames, looking for more some more depth offense mm-hmm. uh, for their for their cup run. Uh, in exchange for a twenty twenty two second round pick, a twenty twenty three twenty two. Wow, twenty twenty three third round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick going wow. to the seattle kraken uh kraken really really building up the draft picks in this trade deadline um uh, I, for me th- for me this is close to a wash honestly yeah I, i'd say it's a pretty even trade yeah um cali Callie could have been something on the Kraken, but he's definitely not the guy. He has to be the guy next to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, the Kraken are in very short supply of of the guys. Mm. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I guess you don't need support pieces when you don't have guys that they can support. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. it make I guess it, it makes sense. Um, 22 and the draft picks are just nice they're they're stacking them up i don't necessarily know why i would care about a seventh round pick but whatever uh, and second round pick is fine yeah honestly for for yarn crook like 
getting a second round pick for essentially what is a bottom six defensive forward. Uh, that's a decent. I mean, it's decent for Francis. So, sure, uh, you know, and, and and from his if he's perspective, got people on his draft radar, then that's great. But yeah, yeah. I, on on one hand, uh, that's there's that. On the other hand, I don't know. I it just, I just I don't have mo- a lot of confidence in draft. Mm-hmm. I, like unless you're in the first round, like I just I don't know. Like you like if if it works out, great. But you can't rely on it and. Ron Francis is literally gambling on him just knocking it out of the... He's throwing as much shit against the wall as he can with all of these draft picks and hoping something sticks. Yeah. And I just... God, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we'll even know how this really turns out. Like, I just... I think they're spread over the next three drafts. Real, I mean, a seventh round is pointless. Third round pick, maybe next year is deep. Like that, maybe that draft's deep enough to get somebody. But I mean, you know, best case scenario, I think even with that third round pick, you're getting a fucking middle six. I think that's the best case scenario. Yeah. So, no, um, I yeah, I, I mean, I get it, and I think he also came out and basically said like, this this is also just draft capital in case we want to trade for someone this summer, right? Like, there's. There is a little bit of thought process that goes into that. It's, I, I mean, if they use all those picks on their own draft, I just, I mean, I, I don't think they will. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I will admit that the teams that I this is the this is something that we've looked for in a while. Like the teams that genuinely are going to take a shot and make a run this year. Like they were not gun shy to sell mm. their first round picks. Like they're like, yeah. look, fuck it. Like, like we don't care about the future. We care about right now. Right. Um, and that's fine. Uh, I think that, in fact, more teams need to do that instead of just being, like, middling. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. And that segues me kind of into the next trade on March 18th. Right. Uh, Brandon Hagel and a 2022 fourth-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick go to the Lightning in exchange for the Lightning's 2023 first-round pick, the 2024 first-round pick, Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who those fellows are that are going to Chicago. They don't mean anything. Okay. Um, I, so I guess here's the question. Is Brandon Hagel worth what, even one first-round pick, let alone two? Uh, I think the answer is no here. Um, I just don't see I, – I, I'm sorry. I think, the vet, I think the Hawks got a screaming deal on this. I agree, and it's because Hagel. I mean, Hagel's Hagel's having a decent year. He's got thirty-seven points in fifty-five games, but, but like this isn't that does uh, it, it, this isn't Patrick Kane. This mm. isn't Alex DeBrincat. This isn't um, oh, who's their who's their whiz kid that was the draft pick a couple years ago? Uh, Doc Kirby Doc. Like we're not these aren't these names. This is Brandon Hagel we're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. like for two first-round picks, holy. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, it's crazy because the return for the Hawks here is, I mean, yes, like we were just saying, like, you, you can't put too much weight onto picks because you don't know what they could be. But, but first round picks. But this is also very, like, I know I know Buffalo at Cribs and, and Tuck as well, but, like, you're telling me Brandon Hagel is anywhere close to the value that Eichel is? Yeah. Oh, you can't. You can't start. You can't start like 
analyzing these in the terms of like comparing them to other trades because it won't make sense. Right. That's... It will literally it will literally not make sense. Like if you start being like, oh yeah, how does Brandon Hagel equal you know the same return for Jack Eichel? He doesn't. Like it right. just don't. Like all of these are within a bubble, and if you start doing that, then none of these trades are going to make any fucking sense. Right. I mean, you're basically you're telling me that Brandon Hagel. You mean you, the Lightning are taking a chance on Hagel that he is, I mean, better than Toffoli. Yeah. Right? I mean, because Toffoli was a 22 22 first-round pick and then a fifth-round pick in 24. So, I mean, like, you're you're basically taking that as a, you know, and and yes, like, you know, I I mean, he could could be pretty good. He could be a nice little middle six for them. But, God, you just gave up two first-rounders for essentially a, a, you know. And and you know what? Like, like I understand Tampa. Like it, Tampa's not beaten there. They probably know they overpaid. Um, they wanted to get the guy, uh, and they know that they just don't give a fuck about first round picks right now. Right. So, fine. Like it's it's just the value. It's it just goes to show like what teams value their picks right now versus which ones don't. Um, yeah. a, a Red Wings first round pick is a lot more valuable than a Lightning first round pick, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that okay. I I mean. Yeah, they're late round picks anyway, but you know what? A first round you can get lucky. And that's yeah. that's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um we got back to back ducks trades. Let's let's I'll get I'll just announce them and you can tell me what you think. Uh March nineteenth, uh going to the Minnesota Wild, Nicholas d- you say it. What is Delor- it? Delorier. Delorier. Nicholas Delorier going to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a twenty twenty three third round pick. What quick fire, what do you got? I mean, he's he's a little more of a locker room guy than his stats show, and he okay. he does he throws the fisticuffs a little bit. So, I think this is pretty good. Third round pick, I think is is sufficient. Pretty even wash. Yeah, it's pretty. Wash. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the big one with the Ducks. Ducks are sending Hampus Lindholm and Cody Curran to the Boston Bruins in exchange for a fucking king's ransom 2022 mm-hmm. first round pick 2023 second round pick 2024 second round pick uhuru vakanen that's i really was hoping you would say that so that's fun uhuru vakanen and john moore uh wells uh, analysis <laughs> uh i mean lindholm is a is a good 3 4 d on like a uh, on a cup contender so I mean, they're they're basically bringing in right now on on Boston. He's going to be their number two. So I mean, they're you know they're they're getting a number two, and then a Cody Curran is, is basically just a, a filler guy. He he could potentially play some bottom pairing minutes, but uh, okay. Yeah, no, I think I think this is. Uh, I mean, they just signed they signed him to eight years at a pretty reasonable rate, right? At, right mm-hmm. shortly after, so I think it's like six and a half a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at first. A first this year, a second next year, which is supposed to be a deep draft, so that second round could could actually be something, um, and then another second round pick. And and honestly, no, Vakanin- these are good. These are good healthy picks right here. Yeah, and then I mean, Vakaninen is is not far. Honestly, he's a shutdown D, but he's not far from the show. Honestly, he he could he could potentially be. With okay, so these are the young like- guys that that might do something. Well, John Moore already got traded, kind of. Oh, okay. All right, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Well, kind of, sort of. We'll get there later. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, I think, I, I mean, this is. I think it's a great trade. I think it's yeah. a great trade. Another situation where Lin, uh, Lindholm wasn't going to resign. No, they, they, there was no movement. So so I, I, I think they got a fucking 
a good ransom for him. Yeah. Uh, this is this is uh, I don't. Uh, I, we're, we'll see. Maybe this is one of those time will tell things. But on the surface, right now, I'd say it's a pretty even trade. Yeah. Um, especially with how the market is at this particular point. So. Yeah, I think if you're if you're trying to compare it to any other trade, Hampus Lindholm is much better for your hockey team than Ben Chirot. So yes, oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, so I, agree more. I would much rather give up a first this year like Boston did than a, a you know a, a first round. I think Chirot was a 2023 first rounder, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2023, which holds a lot more value than 2022. So I really, I mean, it looks like a lot on the surface, but I I think this is a pretty even trade between the two. Uh, it just it honestly gives both teams exactly what they fucking need. So it's, you know, just working that side of the road is basically, you know, hey, what's what's going to work for you? This shit works for me. So let's get it done. Love um, it. You know, so that's that's kind of where that trade ended up. Perfect. Perfect. OK. Uh, major trade. Next one. Probably probably top five of, yeah. of the whole major trade. Big deadline. trade. Yeah. Uh, going to the Florida Panthers. Claude Giroux. Damn. Yeah, it's the the lifelong Philadelphia Flyer, mm-hmm. uh, twenty twenty five fifth round pick from the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Connor Bunneman, and German Rubstov. Do you think German Rubstov is German? Probably not. Probably probably not. That's what I thought. Like, pro- he's probably not German, and that kind of upsets me. Ru- Rubstov kind of sounds like Czech to me. Okay, probably Czech, Czech name. German, I'm gonna look. German Rubstov. German Rubstov, Russian. No, I, th- I think this Pretty is the close. it's it's the Czech version of uh, the Korean Gangnam Style. Mm. Rub. German it's German Rubstov. Rub. 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 He is a <laughs> he is a twenty three year old Russian. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, there's. Oh, he's a Russian named German. Yeah. Oh His yeah. His parents fucking hated him. He definitely got picked on. Yeah, absolutely. Bullying, uh, not good. Um, going going the other way to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Owen Tippett, mm-hmm. twenty twenty four first round pick and a twenty twenty three third round pick. Um, if if the Flyer or if the Panthers had somebody that was an immediate you know uh, playable prospect, it was Owen Tippett. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple others, but uh, you know uh, Owen Tippett's going to probably be a good hockey player. Yeah, honestly, just Florida, he just couldn't get a chance in Florida. Yeah. Um, I know he's definitely more offensive than defensive, but shit, I mean, you still need that, those kind of players on a team. Sure. Uh, if you got, if you balance it out, uh, you you could right. you could do okay. Um, God, on... his, he might have the reddest hair in the league, though. Yeah, it's very... He might be the biggest ginger. Well, he had to get off of he he had to get out of Florida where he was compared to Corey Perry all the time. Mm, well, no, that's the th- so he was going through too much fucking sunscreen. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So okay. that's fair. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, this was, trade makes a lot more sense now. He's burning way too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, like this is a very good trade. Um, yeah. I think Claude Giroux is worth a first round pick and a prospect. Uh, that guy, that he's not young, but the guy can still play, and mm-hmm. he's been on a team that has been mediocre at best for a while. Right. Uh, I think with a team that is genuinely trying to win the Stanley Cup this year, I think you're going to find a new. Fa- God, oof. I mean, he's going to round out. 
I mean, that Florida team is deep, man. Like, you could even – you wouldn't do this, but you could put Giroux on your third line. Yeah. I, I mean, he's he can go up and down that lineup. They're, the already, they're already dummying teams without him. Like, right. If you put him on your third line, like you're, there's you're, there's just like your depth is just, and then you got Joe Thornton on your fourth. Fuck. Yeah, I mean they're basically like you're bringing him in for that experience, right? I mean he's he been a captain. This, this is a cup forever. team. This is a cup team. I oh, mean yeah. this is uh, they're they're now more than ever they're a cup team. Um, I think the fly this is good for the Flyers. The while they're not fully embracing their rebuild, uh, I think I see. I don't understand why they. Another team that I felt should have been a little more active at the deadline. Um, Flyers just need to embrace that they're in a rebuild. Just sell um, them, yeah, yeah. This is this is you can't build on the fly with the team that you have right now. It's just not. It's it's broken. Like, right. you got to sell Cam Cam Atkinson and you know make some get, get rid of Kevin Hayes. You know that connect Connectney needed to be talked about a little more. Like there, yeah. there was just yeah. I, I am with you. I don't think Flyers did enough. But I mean, adding someone like Owen Tippett, who in reality. Was just kind of stuck in the AHL for Florida, but he could he could crack that top six next year for for Philly. So, yep, I think that's yep. it's a good pickup for Flyers. Twenty twenty four is another one. Like, dude, what is what does the league even look like in fucking two drafts? Who knows? Uh, maybe they're you know the Flyers have got some some kid in West Philadelphia <laughs> born and raised. Mm. <laughs> fresh, fresh Prince of yes Philly. Yeah, the fresh Prince of Philly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, honestly, this is a great trade for the Fl- uh, the Florida Panthers. I don't think they're getting somebody that's com- that's washed up. Uh, Drew still has some game left in him. Um, I think this is this is a great trade all around. And Owen Tippett's going to be a good player. 42, so, 42 points in 57 games for the 34-year-old Drew this year. So Fuck, he's good. He's that's a pretty so nice, yeah, that's a, pull that's up, a nice little Pull setup, up Tippett so. while I move on to the next one. All right. I'm curious. Um, all right, moving on. March twentieth, really kicking things off. Uh, Seattle starts it, or continues its fire sale. Uh, Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for 2022 second round pick, 2023 second round pick, and a 2024 third round. Oh, uh, come on! You couldn't get a fucking another second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is in in a bubble. Mm-hmm. In a bubble. Uh, recognizing being a Seattle fan, this is a disappointing return. Yeah. And this is not like understand, understanding from the context. Like you have to, if you look at it from two different perspectives, you look at it from a league wide perspective. No, Mark Giordano is not Mark Giordano of even three years ago. Uh, Colin Blackwell is not like these guys who were, you know, some of Seattle's best players are mid range to low range on a good team. I I understand that, but mm-hmm. taking it from the just the Seattle perspective, looking inside the bubble, you know, not looking outside, uh, Giordano is was probably one of your best players. I, I understand that that's hard to say, but he was mm. uh, on the back end, and Colin Blackwell is was fine. He mm-hmm. he came in and and shook some shit up and and played well. So uh, it it sucks to see those guys go for such a little return. Um, I know that's a lot of picks, but you know, second round. Like again, I'm I'm not huge on picks unless they're in the first round. And uh, Geo, who's three years removed from a Norris Trophy and is now going to play with a guy that he won the Norris Trophy skating next to, Brody. Um, 
We have Brody. Yeah. Uh, this is a, you see, to me, this is a big win for the Maple Leafs. Yep. Um, they give up almost nothing. Uh, some picks that they really don't even care about. And they pick up Gio, who's, uh, I, you know, if you shove the line, well, if you shove the lines right, he's going to be your first, he's going to be on your first line D pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to be, but he can. Right. Uh, you could easily, you know, you could set him up on the second line with Brody, or you could, you know, put him up with Riley. Who knows? But right. um, he could, he could fit anywhere on that on that D and and do well. Uh, Blackwell's just you know filling depth, but there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he was he was a fine third fourth liner. Yeah. And the picks, I don't know. Like you can't. I mean, that's a that's a lot of picks, but it's very possible that you literally just traded those two guys to Toronto for AHL level guys. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can make the argument that that 2023 20, second rounder might be good, but yeah, this is, this just feels like a, like I'm surprised future considerations didn't get traded here. This just feels yeah. like a fucking, a gimme. If, it felt like Francis really got fleeced on this. I, like it yeah. feels like people, teams are really playing him. And uh, it's it's not it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. No, I honestly like. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Geo real, realistically on that team could uh-huh. easily fit into, you know, could potentially be on that first pairing. But you know, I I, I think at the lowest, even in his you know thirty eight thirty eight year season, right? I think he's thirty eight, something sure. like that. I mean, he realistically fits more into like a, a second pairing. You know, and so like this, this I think is just, uh, you're right. I think it's a total win for the Leafs and I, I just, the Kraken. So I get, I read something with a like interview of Francis that he basically like asked the guys that he knew he was going to probably move to, to kind of say what their number one place was. Uh, and it sounds like Gio's number one place was to go to Toronto, which is, I think where he's from. So okay. like this, this to me is just like uh Francis, instead of, you know, being a GM that is looking out for the team that he's currently GMing, he's just, I think he was just putting way too much thought into, like, where these guys want to go, and then just kind of tunnel vision into, I got to get Geo to Toronto. Toronto doesn't want to give their first round pickup, so I'm just going to take what they want to give me, because, you know, I, like, Geo deserves this kind of thing. And, like, I, I get it, like, that's okay. But yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. He needed he needed to get more from honestly his best trade chip. Like he he literally just got the exact same return essentially from Giordano and Blackwell, who's a great uh-huh. bottom six uh-huh. for fucking Kale Yarncroke. Like yeah, I just it's yeah this one. Like this I said again, you can't compare you can't compare tra- like you have to keep all these in a bubble right. and just take them like the one for one value because if you start comparing these, it, this starts making no sense. Right, it just gets less and less. Yeah it's, yeah, it's more of a fairy tale. Exactly. Um, real quick on, on Owen Tippett, uh, 14 oh, yeah. points in 42 games for the Panthers, uh, but then went down to... Isolated minutes, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah, big time. I think they were... He was... I Shit, I would be surprised if he even cracked the top six. Oh. Um, and then, But then went down to the AHL and scored 18 points in 12 games, right? So, I mean, like, he's he definitely has... And he's 23, so, like, he has those... He, he still is, you know, next year. Fuck, he could put up, who knows, he could put up 50 to 60 points. Um, you know, just in the right situation and playing in a top six role and playing on the power play. Like, you're going to tell me Philly doesn't, or Philly has, you know, four other guys for that top power play that are better than 
uh, you know, a, a pure sniper in Tippett. I just, I don't know. So he could, he could really go over there and thrive. So, I mean, it looks a little better just knowing what he could potentially be. But again, you're just kind of drawing at straws, right? Just to, is he going to be good? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. but yeah, I get it. but yeah, good old, good old Francis just kind of, I think just given a hometown discount, I'd be surprised if he wasn't from Toronto. Fucking shrimp dick Francis is just killing us right now. <laughs> oh, um, real quick, uh, because because I really care about the Ottawa Senators in this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Hamanick going to the Ottawa Senators, uh, sending back a 2022 third round pick to Vancouver. Uh, as as a current and not to be uh, future Ottawa Senators fan, I'm not. I don't like this trade. Uh, I think the Ottawa Senators uh, are grossly overestimating what Travis Hamanick is, uh-huh. and uh, I don't think that this moves the needle in any way, shape, or form, but uh, a 2022 third-round pick means dick all, so I'm going to call it a wash. I This is funny because there's stuff that kind of came out. I don't know how like how legitimate it was, but I, I guess Hamanick was, like, uh, was not liked in that locker room. So, okay. like, getting Vancouver, getting him off of their roster, it sounds like from a culture and, like, morale standpoint sure. is okay. going to be good. So, it's, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if Ottawa just didn't have the scouting report there or Hamannick's just going to, Hamannick, this is Hamannick's last year in the league or something. Uh, you know I, what I, mean? I did. He, he spent most of his time uh, with the Isle, New York Islanders and he played three seasons with Calgary mm-hmm. uh, and then jumped to Vancouver for the last two um, he's been consistently on the downward trend. A right. uh, guy can, it looks like he's got enough assists here to maybe be, you know, some sort of, you know, playmaker given the right opportunity. But um, it doesn't look like he is getting better. And I think he just, he just kind of fits in that press box, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Mm. Okay, uh, the Red Wings. Hey, uh, we'll hit on this real quick. Uh, Troy Stetcher going to the LA Kings in exchange for a 22 seventh round pick. Um, it's, it hurts because Troy Stetcher, a healthy Troy Stetcher is, uh, much worth, is worth much more than a seventh round pick. Um, when he first came to Detroit from Vancouver, he was a solid D man, arguably mm-hmm. one of our best, if not the best at times. Um, but a string of injuries pretty much, um, you know, ham- hampered him from ever, you know, retaining that. And now he's kind of a, a shell of what he once was. Uh, can he get back to it? I don't know. We'll see, but uh, unfortunately, we sold him at his lowest and not his highest. Right, and uh, yeah, seventh round pick is—I uh, would still say that's low. Uh, the only way, the only reason that I am okay with this is because Stevie Y pulls some magic out of his hat later on. Um, I'm gonna assume that that was probably the only offer for him. Tro- you know, Kings offered a seventh round for Troy Stetcher, and that was all he was staring at. Mm-hmm. So he took it because we don't need Stetcher anymore. So yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that one's. let's 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 see here okay let's uh let's hit on seattle and nashville hey Uh, i thought you were a senators fan dude you're missing one oh fuck uh yeah (laughs) sorry uh we traded my boy we traded my boy nick paul yeah uh to the tampa bay lightning and we received matthew joseph uh spelled m-a-t-h-i-e-u love love that yeah that makes sense yeah uh matthew joseph uh and a 2024 fourth round pick um, uh, with my extensive knowledge about Nick Paul, uh, I'm going to say that, um, this was an even trade. 
I think yeah, that's way to be uh, way to really <laughs> step out of the box there. <laughs> you know what? No, it's or okay. Actually, you know what? No, I, sorry. Okay, hold on. I'm getting into the character. Okay, you know what? Nick Paul was a fucking bum. Okay, uh-huh. uh, he can be on that lightning squad and drag them down because now we've got a guy who doesn't care about spelling his name right. Right. Like we've got Matthew, I E U. And uh, he is going to be a vital piece of our rebuild, which our GM has already declared is over. <laughs> I think it's and pronounced Mateu. You think so? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's just okay. my extensive knowledge. I'm more of a Buffalo Sabres fan, but. Ah, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, us Ottawa fans, uh, we, we take... <laughs> We take this seriously, and, um, you know, the draft pick, we'll probably... We, so we don't need draft picks, because, uh, again, as I said, the rebuild's over. So yeah, that's um, true. we will probably be using that fourth-round pick to, like, flip for, you know, somebody else. Yeah, some big name, probably. Pro- most likely. It'll be a sweetener of yeah. some kind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's for Jared uh, McCann. Francis is going to just start fucking selling him off. Fucking Jared McCann <laughs> would definitely... Yeah, Francis would do it. Uh Speaking of the one deal where Francis did fleece somebody, yep. Uh, Seattle Kraken trade Jeremy Lausanne to the National Predators in exchange for a 2022 second round pick. Uh, this is a if you go on if you're curious at all, go to Nashville Predators Twitter uh, and you will find a cavalcade of angry Predators fans about this trade. Look at that word from you there. <laughs> Thank is, you. English major or what? I do right for a living. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this might have been one of the bigger fleeces. I mean, I guess this is this is just it's not even close. Jeremy Lazan is bad. It's like hilarious. he is a bad hockey player. Like <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't know how to exp- I don't know how to say it better. Like it, this is this is a the second round pick could just be an AHL player and it's better than Jeremy Lazan. <laughs> Uh, this the 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 addition of Jeremy Lazan. If he plays on that roster, he makes that team worse, not better. So, uh, it, this is a absolute fleecing by 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 uh, Big Dick Francis on this one. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no way Lazan should have got a second round pick. It doesn't matter. I could you could have put it in 2027 second round pick. I'd have been like, mm-hmm. man, this kid might kid's probably not even gonna be in the league by fucking 2022 second round pick. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, real. Qu- I do want to hit on because you you have been known to be a Coyotes fan. Uh, Scott Wedgwood going to uh, the Dallas Stars in exchange for a fourth round pick. I do. We don't really talk about the Stars much on the show, but I do think it's interesting that the, the goalie situation in like Dallas started the season with potentially three starting goalies, mm-hmm. uh, with Ottinger being on the the third end of that. Mm-hmm. And now, what? I mean, now we don't know where. I don't. We, who's that other guy? I, forget, I even forget his name. Who? Not Holtby, not Ottinger, but the other one. Uh, fucking. I keep wanting to say Heavy Bullen, but that's not right. I, you you want to know what I was? I was literally just about to say that exact same name. You about to say Javi Bullen? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fucking. It's, it's uh, Nikolai Javi Bullen, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. Forty three year old Javi Bullen's coming back. <laughs> It's uh, Kudobin. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I don't even know what happened to him. I think they, they like, black bagged him in the middle of the night. Like, he was sleeping, <laughs> and they're like, hey, yeah, you're rostered for tonight. And then all of a sudden, 
uh, somebody runs up and just black bags like right over the head, and now he woke up in like with a different name somewhere. I don't even know where he is. Yeah, he's got like a hammer sized bruise on his head somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think they I honestly think they sent him down through waivers, and he's playing AHL. I I I mean maybe that. that- that descent though was so rapid and so fast. Oh, like, yeah. I felt like he didn't even make it to the halfway of the season before they're like, "Nope, this isn't going to work out." And isn't this the guy that took them to the Stanley Cup final? Yep. God, what a! I'm. There's got to be. There's more to that situation. Like, I, I don't know if it's injury or you know a classic case of goalies are fucking weird or whatever it may be. But man, that was. I watched that because, especially because you and I have Dallas people in yeah. our in our fantasy leagues. I we paid attention to the Dallas goaltender situation. It's very interesting how you went from Kudobin, Holtby, and Ottinger to now Ottinger and Scott Wedgwood. And to throw a wrench into that, just to kind of really piss people off, Ben Bishop. So Dallas. Oh yeah, he's techni- He was technically there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Yeah. It's such a weird situation. I think I everybody had written him off, but. Yeah. No. He. I mean. I think it was even before the season started. They. He was basically retired. They just can't catch a break. They haven't ever right. since. Ever since they. Ever since they moved on from the era of Kari Lettinen. Mm-hmm. Let him in. Uh, they just haven't been able to find consistent goaltending. God, I we used to. There used to be a guy that played hockey with us there in Moscow, whose his favorite yep. team was the Stars, and. Yep. I fucking hated watching him. Like, watching the Ducks play the Stars was just a nightmare because, yeah, like, I like he would be talking so much shit, and then Lettinen would. would just, for some reason, fucking stand on his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're like, and you're just like in awe because you're like, what? Who? I've never, yeah, who, <laughs> who is, is this? Da- why are Dallas fans talking shit to me right now? Like, what? Right. Who like, are you? Y- do you, do you just go home and like worship to your Mike Madonna statue? Like what do you, what do you do? What what is your life like? I honestly like I I will say I do think Ottinger is is their I agree. Is their fixture. I agree. And I think it is actually the smart move to just give him the just net. Play him. Yeah, just let him go. And and find like cuz that that rotating bullshit like Yes, I understand there are circumstances where you gotta you, you gotta give them both some runway to see if who's gonna come out as number one. But that shit was getting old. Yeah. Yep. So and then yeah, yeah Holt, so Holtby, I think I think they said is week to week. So bringing in Wedgwood was a necessity. But I mean, this basically allows Ottinger to just it, that's his net now, right? So like, yep. I, I mean this. This is just a uh, hey. We pro- we potentially could make the playoffs here. We're kind of on the bubble, so we need somebody to stack the pads in the net every once in a while right so um moving forward uh still on march 20th uh one hour and 15 minutes after the lazan trade uh the winnipeg jets gm said hey wow uh you really fucked over the national predators with that lazan thing uh, i'm not gonna give you a second round <laughs> pick for mason appleton instead i will give you a fourth uh two years from now and ron francis said okay so uh, Mason Appleton is going to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a 2023 fourth-round pick. Um, Back to the Winnipeg Jets. That's that's true, um, which makes it all the worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows just shows again Ron Francis admitting that he fucked up the expansion, expansion draft. You know um, the other one. So I was just kind of going through. Obviously, had no nothing else going on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drafted Vitek Vanacek from Capitals. 
and then turned around and fucking just sold them right back. Yep. I just, I was like, what? We should have fucking known. We should have seen. You and I were excited about that. You and I were like, oh, the two young guys, fucking, we've got, we've got, uh, we've got Venacek and we've got, um, Drager. Why am I not? Thank you, Drager. And they're just going to battle for the net. There's going to be young guys, man. I fucking dig it. Right. And then, and then Grubauer fucked, fucked all that up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, this, I mean, it's all this hilarious. does is basically cancel out the Jeremy Lausanne trade because I, I think Appleton's worth a second-round pick, hmm. um, and Lausanne's probably worth future considerations. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man, you just, I mean, don't look at the other trades, Chance. That's <laughs> fair. That's very uh, fair. Okay. It's well, it, so, okay, if I'm not looking at other trades, uh, this is a bad trade. Right. I think that uh, Appleton is worth a little bit more than that. Um, no, he's not a, a huge needle mover, but he's also not a needle decreaser. This and is, uh, I mean, he's a playoff guy. This is the yeah. this is the kind of guy you want to you want to load up on for the playoffs. I mean, he's a yard which, croak, right? Which, to be fair, we're not making those anytime soon. So no, uh, at least not for two three years. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Okay, uh, let's jump forward to the next Seattle trade on March twenty first. Marcus Johansson goes to the Washington Capitals in exchange for Daniel Sprong, 2022 fourth-round pick, and a 2023 sixth-round pick. Uh, One of the special conditions on that is the Kraken retained 50% of Johansson's cap hit. What is his cap hit? Like, fucking $3 million? It's got to be. I can't be any higher than that. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. But, uh... Um... I mean... Again, this is I don't I don't I don't like this. Uh, Marcus Johansson is arguably a top six guy, arguably mm-hmm. uh, m- more less arguably a middle six guy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not a fourth liner. Uh, f- you know the picks uh, they're low. Uh, fourth round and sixth round I don't like that at all. It doesn't matter what year. Um, and then Daniel Sprong. Uh, I know a little bit about the guy. Mm-hmm. I know that it. I think may. I, what's probably happening is maybe they're thinking like this is a Chandler Stevenson situation where he was just buried on a roster, mm-hmm. and we need to see him blossom. I don't. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for this. I know what Marcus Johansson is. He's going to definitely help that Washington Capitals team. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Sprong is how old is the kid? Twenty five, something like that. Okay, well, he's not even necessarily a prospect then. No. So, he, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's interesting. Actually, the Ducks had him for a little bit. He's just a defensive liability. I would have I would have honestly read, yeah, and we've cuz well, that's good because the Seattle have their defense at least really sewn up. So, what's interesting is if he if he does actually play on this team, uh I mean, he I mean, in the given the right situation where you just stick him on a power play and then bury him on a third line mm-hmm. i he could be okay for them but he's 25 and hasn't done shit so no no uh, i don't i don't think I, he's gonna do much he's not moving the needle too much now no all right let's move forward the arguably the biggest trade of the trade deadline mm-hmm. march 21st mark andre Fleury goes to the minnesota wild in exchange Crazy. for a 2022 first round pick i there's we could do an entire episode on just this trade alone and the entire flurry saga. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, there are conditions. Chicago's 2022 second-round pick is conditional and becomes a first-round pick if Minnesota makes the conference final and Flurry wins four games in the first two rounds. And if Flurry wakes up on his right side on a Thursday, uh, that will... <laughs> it becomes a third-round pick. Yeah, it does become a third-round pick. Um, uh, <laughs> it's fucking... Ugh. I, it, it, I laugh about that, but honestly, though... I would be that GM. Like, mm-hmm. I would be setting, like, really ridiculous fucking conditions. Like, just in case. Like, yeah. hey, man, uh, just in case uh, in you guys make the conference final, and then in that conference final, uh, one of the glass panes behind your net breaks, this turns into a first-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking sold, dude. Give me... Yeah, I, I right, need absolutely. <laughs> I need him really bad, so... <laughs> um uh okay and this is another goalie interesting goalie situation so um chicago this this, this that's pretty self-explanatory chicago is definitely in a rebuild mm-hmm. um they are i mean there there was even talk of you know kane and brinkett so um that that's that, that's going to happen probably semi soon uh and i would say probably in the next two years while they're still while they still have something in the tank um for a rebuild uh first round pick is going to help with that uh, Flurry going to the Wild. Um, I'm honestly, genuinely curious by this. Uh, m- more often by the goalie choice because in order to make room for Flurry, they got rid of Kakinen, mm-hmm. and I'm just not convinced that was the right move. Um, you don't love Talbot, is, huh? I don't hate Talbot. Mm. I just don't. Cam Talbot is like a, like a to me on the same level as like a Brian Elliott, where mm. the the guy can't like he plays well and there's times where he is very good, but I just Cam Talbot has never been an elite goaltender, mm-hmm. and I just don't like if anything Flurry's the starter and Talbot's your backup. I now, think in, I think in my eyes, yeah, that's that to me is what. I mean, Talbot did just have a shutout tonight, but that doesn't that's, that means <laughs> nothing. That means nothing. Uh, Mal, uh, uh, Malcolm Subban also would get a shutout every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, you fall out of a boat, you're probably gonna hit water. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I am not. Mark Andre Fleury is it, it? First off, it's very weird for me to say that he's on the Minnesota Wild, mm-hmm. a team that's been historically known to be boring and dull and meh and middle of middling and just overall not exciting. So it's weird for him to be on that. Team. But hopefully, maybe he brings some excitement. I, I have, I think I've said on this podcast before in the past. Uh, I. I think it's sad that the Minnesota Wild have never done well, considering that Minnesota has one of the biggest hockey fan populations in the country. Mm-hmm. They, they, that that fan base deserves a good team mm-hmm. um, for the amount of, you know, dedication they've put into it. Uh, I, I mean, on just for hockey's sake, this this is good. I mean, I think Flurry will right the ship a little bit, and if you don't, you got cam talbot that's there i just don't i just don't know if getting rid of you know your potential future goalie was the right decision so i would agree with you on everything except for cockenham being their future goalie and let me tell you why let me tell you why okay go for it they have a kid named jesper wallstead okay in their system who 
in reality is probably a year or two tops away. And he's, I mean, he's going to be, will he be what Sorokin and Shesterkin and like Vasilevsky, will he be that level? I mean, obviously we don't know yet, but the kid is fucking good. So, okay. but I, I'm you, so you know, you know a little more about the prospect than I do. So right. Go for it. But, but I think, I think you're on the right path in the fact that if he doesn't show up for two or three more years, what are you going to keep si- – what are you going to – how how long is Talbot signed through, right? Like yeah. you're not going to re-sign Fleury because he's getting older. This is a this is Fleury's a once-in-a-lifetime talk- thing. Fleury's talked about though how like he only wants to play like two or two to four more years and wherever he wants – he's tired of moving. Hmm. So like I think maybe he might he, just – Maybe he signs? I think maybe he signs in Minnesota and stays there the rest of his career. Okay. I mean in that case, then then yes. And I honestly then I think – Moving a guy like Kakinen who would just get in the way of Wallstead. I mean, sure. I get that a little bit, but and and honestly, you bring you could bring Wallstead up a little bit earlier if he's going to back up Flurry, right? I mean, you think about it from like a you know uh, you know Luke and and Hans kind of or uh, not Hans, fuck, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Star Wars Calvin, nerds. Yeah, yeah Han. Yeah, got it. Um, what what I what I think is interesting in this though is. Like you and I talked about earlier, I know Flurry was on a, a worse team in Chicago, but his stats are identical to Talbot. Which, okay, you mentioned that before, and I, I understand on the surface that's not good, but if you look at, but their stats are exactly the same, but they've been playing for two very different teams. Right. Like Minnesota, Minnesota as I look at standings right now, Minnesota is sitting second in the Central Division. They are comfortably in a uh, in a playoff spot. Right. They are not going to. I mean, they're not going to catch fucking Colorado, but the chances of them, you know, falling out of the wild card, you know, all the way down to they're at seventy eight points. The wild card cutoff right now is seventy one seventy two. Mm-hmm. So, as long as they maintain what they're currently doing, they're going to be fine. Um, does this see now? Okay, this is the question where. Does does Fleury make Minnesota a better team? Yes, I think yeah. does. Yep. Does this with this older goalie like you pick up this goalie to win the cup kind of thing? Like because he's only got a couple years left, right? Do is Minnesota there? I don't. I based on standings, sure they'll make the playoffs, and you know they'll probably even you know depending on who they draw in the first round, they probably I would say make the second round, but. I don't – Minnesota's not better than Colorado. They're not better than Calgary. Right. And and I, we, we can get into Vegas here in a little bit. Um, but a fully healthy Vegas, I don't even know if they're better than them. Yeah. So yeah. that's I, uh, it's a tough one. I do think, like you said, this makes them a better team. You have a 1A, 1B kind of thing, and yeah. I think you're, no I think dis- you're right. No dis- yeah, no disagreement on that. Yeah. I, I honestly – I don't even – see, but that's the thing is like for – for Chicago, I don't even see this being a first-round pick. So it's a first-round pick if Minnesota makes the conference final, and Flurry wins four games in the first two rounds. I, just, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I'm a, I. The four games in the two rounds, like if they sure. get that far, that will happen. But sure, but minute, but conference but, final. I just, I don't see it. I just that's I, a lot of teams to climb over. Like, I mean, right now, if Vegas, if Vegas makes the playoffs, that's a big if right now. If they climb their way into the playoffs, they will magically get healthy, uh-huh. and you're going to have a full, healthy Vegas lineup. Now, 
that that they could be the Vegas will be if they make the playoffs. They're the biggest wild card in the playoffs, in my opinion. Like they, I have no idea what to expect from them. They could be an easy first round exit, or that team all comes together finally and they're tired of fucking ever the world saying that they're fucking uh, not real and they're a bunch of fucking uh, hospitals on wheels. And they, they actually pulled together. So, I don't know. if Because if you ask me right now, if Vegas played Minnesota in a first or second round situation and Vegas is fully healthy, uh, I don't know who would win that series. Yeah. And I, I think so if you're looking at this, so if, if playoffs started today, Minnesota is going to play St. Louis, right? Yep. 2-3. I, I think that's... Which, but- and there could be a separate podcast on its own, but like the West is so open right now. Right. Like there's only, I would say there's only two teams that are like firmly, I would say locks for the playoffs. Like everybody else, like how the fuck is LA in second place right now? I don't know. Like, and, and why, and why? Like it's, they're just the not, they're just sucks. They're just not going to, they're just not going to win. Like yeah. I don't, it's, it's like the fakest second place ever. Yeah. They're just not good. Like, the, Edmonton will beat them. I think that's the only thing Minnesota has going for them is if if you're going to squeak into the conference finals in any year, this yep. might be the year, right? Where, yeah, like, you, you, worry about, you worry about Calgary, you worry about Colorado, and you worry about Vegas. Right. And um, I think I, everyone else you look at and you say, worst case scenario, it's a 50-50 if we're going to beat them. So I, I don't mind this. I, I really don't mind it. I honestly love to see Flurry get onto a team that is going somewhere. So I, I, I like that for him. But I think... Uh, uh, on the other hand, though, Flurry's has been there, done that. Like, right. we don't need... Right. This isn't a situation... This isn't a Geo situation where he needs a cup still. So, right, that's true. Um, not not huge. Um, real quick, we could touch on the Capo Kakinen uh, trade just mm-hmm. because of all this talk. Um, I think this is I think this is great for San Jose. Yeah, I mean, you think about their their one A one B for the next few years is going to be Aiden Hill and Capo Kakinen. I don't. I think you could do worse. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. This so. is a this is a great this is a great great trade for them just to sure up the uh, the goaltending as they as they enter a rebuild yeah. or you know power through a rebuild rather. Yeah, I mean they're basically saying sure we'll take your goalie issue and and uh, you know take the younger of the two who has some potential. You know. Yep. Shit. Yep, absolutely. Not a bad little move. All right, um, real quick, let's uh, – oh, shit, my favorite team, sorry. Uh, Ottawa Senators uh, trade Josh Brown, fucking bum, uh, to <laughs> the uh, Boston Bruins and a 2022 seventh-round pick in exchange for uh, Zach Senyanshin. I have no Sen- idea. Senyanshin is how I would Senishin? say it. I have no Senishin? clue. More like – always finishing mm. uh and a 2022 fifth round pick um knowing absolutely nothing about any of these players um i think this is a great trade for auto <laughs> i think this is <laughs> I think this is a great trade for everyone <laughs> no this this uh this is a this is a landslide deal for ottawa uh we got rid of that bum josh brown yeah. and uh we picked up zach Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. Zach Synergy is uh, is really going to bring something to the Ottawa Center. How about Boston at this point in our podcast has 
picked up three defensemen at the trade deadline. It's, it's almost like they're really worried about that and maybe shouldn't have traded Tory Krug. Yeah, it's weird, right? Weird how that how that works. Well, didn't they, did they trade him or did they let him walk? I think they just let him walk, right? Like, oh, either way, they yeah. should have probably way, they kept, kept him. him. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? Um, ended up he ended up going to the Blues, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Blues, uh, the Red Wings arguably biggest trade of the day. Uh, Red Wings sending Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski to the St. Louis Blues in exchange for Jake Wallman. Oscar Sundquist and a 2023 second round pick. Um, this has been heralded by Red Wings fans as Iserman's uh, Iserman's steal of the day. Oh fuck! Um, LGRW, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Nick Letty is fine. Uh, I don't think he has the energy anymore to drag a team, so he was not going to be a fit on the Red Wings moving forward. Um, honestly, he was there kind of just meant to mentor Cider, and at the end there, it seemed like Cider was mentoring him. So, <laughs> so, uh, Nick no, Letty's this is how you the, do it. <laughs> Letty's been playing in this league for like 20 years, and Cider, Cider's been like a, not even alive for 20 years, and he's like, hey, uh, by the way, you need to stand there. Pretty sure on a face-off play, you want to be here. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure because I haven't been in the league as long as you, but pretty sure. Yeah, but he's super nice like that too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Christ, that kid's gonna win the Calder. It's not even close. I um, I actually I mean I don't think it's necessarily a fleecing, but I think this is a great. Like you look back at at Iserman getting Letty, mm-hmm. and then turning it into Oscar Sundquist, who I mean is you know middle six at best. I think he's a third line guy. But that 2023 second-round pick is not something to be laughing about. I think those are, especially with, who knows what the Blues could be next year. Yeah. You know? well, so, Lenny, Witkowski, Witkowski was a was a borderline fourth-liner uh, AHL call-up right. more often than not just to be a tough guy. Um, he's he's nothing. Yeah. Um, Jake Wallman, uh, I have been told that at one time he was higher on the prospect chart than uh, Dunn. Uh, he was he was supposed to be better than Dunn and uh, just hadn't necessarily lived up to expectation, hadn't really gotten a shot. Um, maybe a maybe a comparable situation to like Fabry. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there was a high upside on Jake Wallman. Uh, Oscar Sundquist is a is a locker room guy and a shutdown you know third line defenseman. Uh, at forward, this point, for, you meant yeah. His stats. I, I did look at his player card. Uh, he is apparently very good on the penalty kill, hmm. which uh, the, the Red Wings could use. So he's got a he's got a motor. Yes. Yep. And I think that's that is actually pretty important. I think I think it moves the needle honestly for the Wings. So it's a good trade. It's yep. a good trade. Uh, Sunquist is going to help out. Um, it's just the the pro- when you're when you're dealing with a team where there's like you know we're not we're, the Red Wings still aren't at the point where we've got. When our enti- where the entire roster is guys that necessarily don't help but don't hurt. Right. We're not there yet. We still have players that like make us worse mm-hmm. when they're on the ice, and we've got to slowly phase them out. Um, right. You know, DD, DDK and that kind of thing. So, mm. um, but the, and the, and the pick is just a cherry on top. I, I'd be okay with a straight hockey trade. And Eisenman was able to use his fucking uh, powers of mind trickery to to get himself a, a pick too. So sure, I like, get, get younger. I like, Right, get younger yep, if you're like, if you're the Wings or any of those teams that are 
in the midst of a rebuild, right? So yeah, why not? Well, uh, those those player uh, analyses were uh, brought to you by uh, Devin Lewis, uh, our our St. Louis Blues resident. Ah, uh, all right. So those hold zero water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So forget everything we just talked about. So the second round pick, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, based on what Devin told me, like I, I honestly think the Red Wings uh, did fleece the Blues here. Uh, it's very possible that Nick Letty can, you know, fit in into a middle middle pairing uh, D uh, now to to round out something. But at the moment, I mean, again, this is a this is like a Minnesota Wild situation. Like, in fact, the Blues are one point behind the Wild. Like, mm-hmm. do do you really think that this is gonna put you over the top to win the Cup? I really think that you're going to beat the Avs? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think St. Louis has a really good press box guy right there. So, I, I even heard that uh, Bennington's name was being floated around because he's having a terrible season. Mm. Damn, they should have gone after Flurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, do it. Fucking, why are the Senators doing so much shit? Uh, Zach, Fan- <laughs> Zach Sanford to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a 22-22 fifth-round pick. Uh, yeah, Zach, Zach Sanford uh, is terrible, and I hope nothing but the worst for him in Winnipeg. And whoever our fifth-round pick is in 2022 will be better than him. Yeah, I hope Sanford's family is at least safe and healthy, but that's all I care about. Eh, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It means nothing. We care more about that uh, that that pick, though. That's That one's going to be... Oh, that's going to come gonna in so good. handy in the fifth round. Hell yeah, it yeah. will be. Uh, let's go to let's go to uh, March twenty first. Uh, your duckies, real quick. Uh, they they dumped off Ricard Raquel, a uh-huh. uh, guy with the funnest name to say on your team, Ricky Rackle. Yep. Uh, in exchange for a twenty twenty two second round pick, Zach Aston Reese, ass. Dominic, what ass, ass ten ass, uh, Dominic Simone and Callie Clang. Yep. A great name for a goalie. That's fucking great. Great name for attendee. Um, I'm looking at the surface of this, and uh, I'm thinking the Duckies uh, got a little got got some highway robbery going on here. It's funny because every Penguins fan that I saw on Twitter or talked to was saying the opposite. So that's uh, not I, just not big on Zach Ashton Reese. Uh, so I guess Dominic Simone has been an absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah, but uh. <laughs> I have heard that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Zach Aston Reese is actually good for the Ducks, uh, even even as early as next. He's like twenty eight, twenty nine, so he's sure. still younger. I guess he's like, like I think it was last year. He was like, based on like n- Corsi numbers and advanced stats and shit, like he was the best defensive forward in the in the league. Okay. And so, like, he's – I think he stays. I think Dominic Simone. So they're both unrestricted free agents after this season. That's an important mm-hmm. piece there. Oh, okay. Um, so I think Simone walks. There's, he's he's nobody. So what about, um, what about Callie Klang, though? So it's funny because a lot of Ducks Twitter did not like – did not like Klang being the prospect to be named at a later time. So he was named, like, five minutes after. So they were okay. freaking out about it. Um, he, he's, he is a 19 year old tendy who's backing up in the Swedish league right now, but has good underlying stats. So, um, okay. I, I like that. And, and honestly, so I, obviously I have a fucking Google spreadsheet yeah. and oh, yeah. all this shit, you know? So like sure, obviously. one of the, one of the things that the ducks needed was some decent goalie prospects. Cause Gibson is probably gone. 
Um, so Clang, Clang is that guy. So I think in two years he comes over to play in the AHL, and then you know we we could potentially see him in in a backup roller if he jumps Dostal, who's their top goalie prospect. Uh, you could see him starting honestly for the Ducks in like three or four years. So I, I actually don't mind that being the prospect. And then a second round pick isn't going to be great this year, but um, you know Raquel wasn't going to sign. He has had two. I'll give him. I'll give him two years. Realistically, he's been shit for three years. Uh, <laughs> this year, this year he's come back a little bit. Uh, but you know he's. He, I mean he's been. So that's what, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. Like I, I think Ricard Raquel is one of the guys that I know of on the Ducks. Right. And look, if if you said Ricard Raquel for a 2022 second round pick, I'd have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been okay with it. So anything else on top of that is just gravy. Right. So I mean they're basically they're they're replacing you know fourth third fourth line guy in Aston Reese as like a defensive forward, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Getting mm-hmm. getting a goalie prospect in Clang, which I think is sweet, and then yeah, that second round pick. I mean, yeah, I honestly, I I I think the Ducks won this one just knowing what Ricard Raquel is, and he's not. I mean, yes, he can go and play with Malkin, who's the best player he's played with in his career. Gets off, gets off, you know, in car- his prime. In his prime, carried him to fucking two thirty goal seasons, but um, yeah, I mean, I think this, I think this is closer to the to us a, a wash. Uh, but I, I really I do like what the Ducks did here to get Re- Aston Reese uh, second round pick and then a goalie prospect. So I I personally think the Ducks won it, but not as much as I think a lot of uh, people are looking at it. So okay, yeah, All right. yeah, not a okay. not a bad little trade. I mean, that's another what's that? That's the fourth. I think that was the fourth piece that the Ducks uh, unrestricted free agent that they dropped at this deadline, which is pretty impressive. Which. And they need. I mean, they needed. They needed to sell. So they needed to do that thing. shit three years ago. Well, that's <laughs> accurate. That's really accurate. Okay. Uh, quick little mention because uh, I guess in Columbus didn't do much. Uh, they traded Max Domi and somebody named Tyler Inamoto, mm. probably like the evil brother of Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, I think that's his alter ego. Is that ego. accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's his evil brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for somebody named Aiden Hershuk. Sure. Uh, and then there's some very strange uh, conditions that don't make any sense for me. Uh, the Florida Panthers acquire forward Igor Korshkov from Carolina, a 2022 sixth-round pick from Columbus, and retain 25% of Domi's total contract. What doesn't make sense to me is why Florida would be offering to help Carolina get Max Domi by retaining – or wait – Maybe they think, yeah, that's yeah. They they helped retain salary, which as a cup contending team, why would you retain anybody's salary? I don't know. Like I, I yeah, it's a that's a head scratcher for me. They must really wanted Igor Korshkov. I mean, do you blame him? I mean, he sounds like a mean Russian. He's a so. fucking glue guy, dude. Yeah, it's got gotta be. It's gotta be. Um, real quick mention, just to make, because it makes me sad. Uh, the Red Wings sent Vlad Nemestikov to the Dallas Stars for a fourth round pick. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nemestikov he comes back. He, yeah, I, 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 can see I that. think he resigns with the Red Wings. Name in, um, name in your stink of man. Um, 
Vlad is uh, a diehard Red Wings fan. He grew up being a Red Wings fan. His idol was Sergei uh, Fedorov, and every time he scored this year, he would shake the shake the logo at the crowd like he was happy to be there. So, um, it's you know it's hard to find that loyalty where you find a guy who's actually like happy to be on that team. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'm sure he's not part of the future plans of the Red Wings, but you know what? Right now, we take what we can get and. Guys that are actually happy to be on the Red Wings, we'll take them. Sure. So, um, but in a fourth round pick is, you know, for Vlad Nemestikov is fine. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, uh, fucking goddamn Ottawa Senators. Uh, the Senators. Oh, we've got we got <laughs> Michael McNivian. Yeah. Uh, a goalie, obviously, because um, we need to we need not not get that rid Matt of as Murray's many doing, goalies as possible. Well, not that Matt Murray's doing bad because Matt Murray's doing great. Um, but Michael McNinivan, uh, it might, might be, might be our answer to like a backup or even a future, uh, behind Matt Burry. Uh, in an exchange, we sent, uh, future considerations Oof. to the Calgary Flames. This, that might be a loss for the Senators. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. We, they literally just gave us somebody. Yeah. yeah. And then future considerations, like the next trade went to Coyotes. So, I mean, he's just getting, yes. they're getting passed yeah. around. Uh, Coyotes received future considerations and sent Riley Nash to the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, which is strange. I mean, I think Riley Nash is worth something. Yeah. I think he used not, to be. I don't think as much anymore. Not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, do you care about this Andrew Kopp trade? I think it's worth noting, but we can just kind of breeze right by it. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot involved with this one. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets received Morgan Barron, a center, uh, 2022 second round, 2023 second, and a 2023 fifth uh, in exchange for Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth round pick going to the New York Rangers. Um, the special conditions, two conditional second round picks. One of the second round picks can turn into a first if the Rangers win two rounds in the playoffs and Cop plays 50% of the playoff games. The other second round pick can be Winnipeg's option in 2022 or 2023. Hmm. Um, this is weird. It is weird. What's, this is weird. What's really weird about this for me what's is... What's Andrew Cop doing? I mean, he's going to fit into a third line role in, in New York, but honestly, for me, it just... Like, has he done anything this year? Uh, I just haven't really. I mean, okay, thirty-five points in fifty-six games. I mean, I guess that's fine. That's that's decent production. So I, I, it's fine. I get it. Here's here's my thing. It just like if you go through Winnipeg's trade deadline, mm. they are almost sellers, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you start Weird. digging into the shit that they're going like they they they're kind of selling that stuff off a little bit. Like they, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, they need to shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Fair. They're, they're very much they're very much in the middle of the pack, and they need to figure out if they want to retool or they want to double down with what they've got. Um, I I'm going to be honest. As long as you have Connor Hellebuck and and uh, and who's the redhead kid with the small face that I love? <laughs> what? Who's the redhead kid with the small face that I love on the on the Winnipeg Jets? Cal, uh, uh, Connor. Oh, Connor. He Kyle does Connor. have a small face. He's got a small a little tiny mouth. Tiny face, a little <laughs> little tiny face. Um, as long as you've got those two guys, in my opinion, you've got a squad. Yeah. Um, you've got something to build around. So I I I don't know if now's the right time to sell. So maybe these maybe this was not a good trade deadline for the Jets. Um, I think that's a huge wasted opportunity for the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers are good. Yeah. And they didn't really do anything to tr- like they're. 
I know this sounds really weird, but the Rangers are three points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like they're forty eighteen and five. Like that's really holy shit. That's really good. It's all just it's all Shesterkin though, dude. They did this so they did this so quietly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like very quietly, they just fucking stormed a second in the division. That's gonna be interesting to watch them. Um, I mean, they're playing with house money at the moment, so yeah, good for them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if necessarily. I don't know. I I think. I think there there were rumors that Kane Patrick Kane was going to go to New York to to make the Panarin reunion, hmm. um, which that'd be pretty would be fun. a great would be a, yeah it's be a good pretty story. Fun. Yeah, I agree. So um, I don't know, but in terms of like moves for New York, I don't I don't think they did very much. So maybe they're not ready to go all in yet, or they just kind of know that they're playing with house money and they're just gonna you know. Oh, this is good. Let's hope for the best. Mm. They're they're just they're really young, so I I like. I kind of like them staying somewhat pat, but I, I would have liked yeah. to see them. I know they were kind of talking about, you know, guys like Raquel, and um, yeah. I even heard them thrown around for, like, Lindholm on the Ducks side of things. So, like, I know that they were looking at stuff like that, but sometimes it's better to just, you, you know, don't fuck with the, the, you know, don't fuck with what's working. So sure. we'll be, I'll be yep. interested to see what they do. But, um, yeah, Winnipeg being sellers is really interesting, especially with, even how you know, look at their top two centers in Mark Shifley and uh, Dubois. I mean, that's not a bad one to punch, and no. you know they're looking at retooling. I think I think maybe they think they're a little too forward heavy and need to find some D somewhere. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, last uh, last little bit here. Still on March twenty first, deadline day. Uh, Victor Rask goes to the Seattle Kraken, uh, sending back future considerations to the Wild. Um, yeah. Obviously a clap, uh, cap clearing issue. Yeah. Um, is Rask even playing anymore? I think he played like 20-something games for him this year, but, uh, I mean, I, he's just a Francis guy. I think, sure. I think Francis drafted him and shit, and so this is just a, hey, how you doing kind of thing. So, honestly, gotcha. Kraken, and- Kraken needed somebody to fill out the roster, so... <laughs> yeah well we're just not you know like especially in this cap strapped era i felt like we would see more of these like you know i'm gonna hold some salary for you kind of trades right and we just haven't seen a lot of those well the one that we did see is like pending league review or some shit so. yeah <laughs> yeah so um let's go uh probably yeah we don't care about the last trade of the day so let's let's go to the the last pending trade of the day that is actually kind of interesting uh-huh uh, Vegas is only trade of the day, I believe. Uh, yes. Evgeny Dadonov Daddy goes to goes to the the Ducks and a 2023 second round pick for John Moore and Ryan Kessler, uh, both players I don't believe are playing. John Moore, I think, was playing AHL minutes, so he doesn't count towards Vegas's cap. I don't okay. think. And then, yeah, Kess hasn't played in, like, fucking three years or some shit, dude. Okay. So three or four years. Just just took his rights or his, you know, the, the salary or whatever. Yeah, it's something with the long-term IR stuff. So he, like, bumps their long-term IR numbers up or something like that. Okay. Uh, okay. But he's so off the books. He's off the books at the end of this year anyways, so. Gotcha. And he's, and he's not planning on playing anymore. Oh, God, no. He's he's uh, he's he's already got his reality TV show on YouTube or whatever, oh, so he's perfect. fucking done. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, uh, conditions are Anaheim receives Vegas' second-round pick in either the 2023 or 2024 NHL draft. Um, this trade, as of last look, I mean, it could have, while we were recording, it could have changed, but 
I believe that this trade was still pending. Yes, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's gone through, and I think it's gonna go into a review period or some shit. So it could be a few. It could be, honestly be a couple of weeks till we see if this even goes through. Christ, it's gonna be awkward as fuck if Dodnov stays with Vegas after this shit. Uh, it's it is a very weird situation. Yeah, it is. Um, it, the the most like rumors that I've heard is that like Vegas, the only team that would take Dodnov was Anaheim, uh-huh. and the deal but but they knew that Dodonov put Anaheim on his 10 team no trade list mm-hmm. which he's allowed to have per his contract and it sounds like Vegas is trying to pull a fast one and be like like literally turned homework late in kind of thing where <laughs> yeah uh Evgeny actually didn't contact us before he needed to and uh we just went ahead so we we didn't know what his ten team trade list was. Yeah, uh, there's some there's some fucking wishy washy shit going on with this one. Uh, I think Vegas is just trying they're trying to clear caps clear cap space. Yeah. Like they want to they need to get rid of Evgeny Dodonov um, to get big Stone. I guess Stone is close ish, right? I have no idea. I think um, he's closer. In in a presser, I think they said that uh, they do hope that Stone and Martinez play this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hopeful of that. So I mean, there there is that. Uh, that's that can okay. So that is that is the wrap up for uh, the trade deadline. Uh, we I rapid fire real quick. Um, Vegas again. Uh, this 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 team has the potential to be scary if everyone's healthy. Yeah. Like it's it you know you bring everybody off of IR. You got Martinez. You got Stone, you got Patrick Reddy, you got uh, Patrick Nolan rounding out your third line. Like this is this is a this is a competitive this is a competitive team. Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody's playing, and uh, even without Evgeny Dodonov, which I, I you know, depending on who you listen to on Knight's Twitter, uh, has been more of a liability than anything. Um, he just hasn't. He's been wildly underperforming for what they thought he was. So yeah. Um, like he's he's making Jared McCann money right now and scoring Kelly Yarncroft level goals. So, <laughs> uh, um, I so I think it's funny with with Dadnov. Like they they gave up a third round pick to get him, and then gave a second round pick up to get oh, rid of him. <laughs> this this one this one's the worst. This one might be the worst. Like if you invite context in, like you gave Veg, you gave Mark Andre Fleury the Vesna winning goalie that year. You gave him away for nothing. Mm-hmm. To get this guy, yeah, <laughs> and then you just and then you just paid somebody again to get rid to of get him. rid of him. Yeah, it's just too. So funny. it it very much shows like incompetence on the managerial side of things. Um, I don't. It again goes back to the Eichel trade. Like I, Eichel's gonna make any team better, but I don't. I just I'm not convinced that he was the thing that Vegas needed. Yeah, but I mean, you and I, you and I kind of discussed that too. Like. They they already had a cap situation that was an issue, and then they just threw a like a flaming fucking wrench into it. Yep. It just I I just as a GM I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to talk about that kind of shit. Like I I would just be like, nope. You know, like this is too much work, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, you know. Um. No. No point in really talking about you know you and me's teams. They're outside of the playoffs. We could talk. We, you and I could sit and talk about their futures all we want, but. Let's for for the folks who are curious, we'll give a quick rundown. Um, you know, looking at the conferences, we we've mentioned before uh, the East is pretty much set. It's yeah. not pretty much set. The East is set. Yep. Um, 
you know, positioning, teams are jockeying for position, but uh, the teams that are making the playoffs in the East are set uh, with, with you know, the, the gap between Washington in the last wild card spot and Columbus in the outside spot looking in. Uh, that's a that's a 13-point gap. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's bad. So uh, the team, that and, and it's even shown by point differ, uh, uh, goal differential, uh, Columbus at minus 24 and then Washington at plus 34, and everybody else above that line is in the pluses. Everybody else below that line is in the negatives. Yeah, it's just a clear 8-8. Eight and eight. It's crazy. Yeah, it's... It is. That's that's and it's weird how that is because the situation could not be more different in the in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get there in just a second. Uh, Carolina, New 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 York, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Washington. Um, that sounds right to me, right? Yeah. Um, I probably earlier this season I probably would have swapped the Rangers for the Islanders, but other than that, um, close, all yeah. those teams, yeah, all those teams are not surprising. Even in the least bit, you didn't. I would ha- say. You didn't have Montreal fit going back to the finals, huh? No, that's no, crazy. I, I honestly, I question you sometimes. <laughs> um, early pick right now, and obviously we're gonna do this just just rapid fire, not thinking about it, not crunching the numbers. Uh, Florida wins the East. I am with you. I don't honestly. I hate agreeing with you, but that's exactly I who I was gonna go with. So it's gonna be Carolina's close. Carolina's really close. Um, they're good. You obviously uh, can't forget Tampa. Tampa's obviously going to be in the mix. Um, and, in fact, I mean, if Florida and Tampa meet in the playoffs again, that's going to be a fucking God, Blood I can't bath. wait for that series. Bloodbath. Oh, I, I cannot wait for that series. I need to wa- I want to watch every – inject that series into my veins. Mm. That was such a good series. Um, in the West, though, things could not be less clear. Um Basically, uh, the only teams out, like out, out in the West are Seattle, Arizona, Chicago, San Jose. You even want to throw your duckies in there? Yeah, they're definitely out, dude. Okay. All right. So, but anybody else with a puncher's chance, uh, the line right now, Vegas holds the final wild card spot at 72 points. Um, below that, Dallas at 71. They're right in it. Winnipeg at 68. They're still technically right in it. And Vancouver still technically right in it with 68. Yep. Um, I don't think they're going to – I don't think Winnipeg or Vancouver do it. Dallas could do some jockeying. Uh, Nashville seems to have turned it on lately. Uh, so we've got Central, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Calgary, Los Angeles, Edmonton, and the Pacific with Nashville and Vegas holding the two wild cards. Uh I think the only way that these these six, seven, eight teams change is if Vegas continues to plummet mm. um, with the injuries. They like lost if, again if, tonight, yeah. If the if the injury situation is untenable and it just continues to plummet them to the point where they can't recover, or or follow my logic on this, and you can tell me what you think. If they were genuinely trying to pull the Tampa Bay, where they're like. Yeah, our our plug fills can easily play 500 hockey and get us into the playoffs, and then we'll bring everybody back. Yeah, I oh I I think they're learning the hard way that that's not the case. Um, Vegas is not that good uh, without their star players. Yeah, I think unfortunately for Vegas, they they're just like these other central teams in Dallas and Winnipeg I just I have a feeling like they're going to get hotter than Vegas is they're just trending in the right direction whereas Vegas is going the opposite like you, you like yep. we've talked about so 
it's just it's a little. It's now, a little worrisome. Yeah. Now look, Martinez comes back, Pacioretty comes back, and Stone comes back, and you've got and and they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually healthy. They're not like this patchwork bullshit where they come in and play two games and then they're hurt for another two weeks. Um, they actually come in, then then this all changes. But yeah, because that's a that's a pretty sexy top six. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's a and throw Marti- throw six. Martinez in to a, a very nice top three D back there too. I mean, yeah. you know, and 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 not to even mention Leonard Leonard's been out. Yeah, Leonard has been out too. So you're not even getting your best goaltender. No, so. I mean, you got fucking Lassie. Um, you got a guy named Lassie as your fucking goalie. Great, that's awesome. Uh-huh. And even Thompson. Thompson's been in there, the AHL guy. Isn't that Lassie? Um, I thought it was Lassie Thompson. Isn't that his first name? It could be yeah. possible. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> fuck out. Who knows? Uh, but I mean, but it's also like Calgary is obviously the best of the Pacific Division. Yep. It's it's really not even close. Nope. Um, Colorado's the best in the Central. It's a little closer, but still not. I mean, they're they're the defined best team. They're the best team in the Western Conference. Oh yeah. Um, and they only got better. And they only got better. It's crazy. So uh, it's it's gonna be this is gonna be, L A L A and Edmonton are just gonna cancel each other out. Uh, Nashville, you know, thanks for making it to the first round. We appreciate you. Um, it's true. Especially if they st- especially if they stay in that wild card spot. If Nashville stays in that wild card spot and plays either Colorado or Calgary, they're fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's just not gonna happen. I you know kudos for them. You know because like, it, it looked very much like they were out of it early on. Um, they they've they've clawed back. No pun intended. We were talking about them being at, towards the bottom with everybody. Yeah. So yeah, we were. Uh, it's impressive that it's just a nice little turnaround from them. Dude, Matt Duchesne is actually remembering how to play hockey, I think, is, is a big help there. It could be. Could be. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, how do I, how talk, I skate? <laughs> we've talked a lot of shit about Duchesne on this show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, it, but seeing it in this, while, while, the, while the playoff race is a little more exciting and open in the West, um, I it's playoff. I mean, the playoff games are going to be fun, but God, I don't. I mean, an LA Edmonton series is just going to be fucking dull, and <laughs> and whoever wins that series is just going to get the the opportunity to get creamed by Colorado or Calgary. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Uh, like I said, Nashville's not long for this world. St. Louis and Minnesota, they'll probably cancel each other out, and whoever wins that gets a date with, again, Colorado or Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. You know what's interesting about this year, though? So just looking at how stacked the East is, yep, they're going to beat the living shit out of each other over there. Oh, yeah. To where oh, yeah. to uh, where the West might win it this year because they're just like those top two teams could easily – like you look at both Calgary and Colorado, fuck, they could sweep all the way to the conference finals. Yeah, they, they could. could. They, they, easily, they could, could easily and, do that until they play each other in the con- unless they don't. In, you know, right. unless stupid scheduling makes them play earlier. Um, right. However, that jockeying works. But uh, okay, I'll be edgy here, and for my er- way too early prediction with no analytics and no looking at anything, uh, I'm gonna say Calgary takes the takes the conference. You're gonna say Calgary out of the West, huh? I'm gonna say Calgary. I'm gonna go against the grain and say Calgary in the West. Yeah, I'll uh, only because you know we need a little bit of fire on the show. I'll take Colorado, and that's and that's a very that's probably the smart money. Like yeah. I'm not. That's I wouldn't I wouldn't argue about that at all. That's very very possibly true. Um, I think that Calgary and Colorado have like split the series with each other. Mm. Um, I would have to double check on those games, but uh, I mean. Daryl, everybody on Calgary is buying into Daryl Sutter's shit right now, man. Yeah. 
Like they they look good and they're dummying teams. Uh, so is Colorado, but I mean I don't know. It's we'll see. Colorado, Calgary doesn't have the scourge of playoff curse. Yeah. Whereas McKinnon and Landeskog, you know, maybe there's something creeping in there that they, I don't know. They're it's you know it's that like Stamkos thing where you got to pay your dues or you got to lose 19 times to finally win one. Um, yeah. Who knows? No, that's it, it. Those two teams are are built so similarly. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's and that's God. If they do play each other in the conference finals, it's gonna be a great. You're, you're gonna have a one zero game, and the next game is gonna be fucking six five. I'm gonna and I'm gonna piss off a lot of my friends because they're gonna be rooting for the abs and I'm gonna be rooting for Calgary. Yeah, so. I just was talking with one of our buddies who was at his uh, season ticket seats at Colorado game. So shit. Yeah. Who do you th- who do you think's gonna st- uh, moist the Stanley Cup this year, Katie? I'm thinking Calgary. A little moist. Little moist, little little moisty boys. The season series between the two is one and one. There you go. Yep. There you go. Christ, they've only played twice. Yeah, they play three times total. The next one is Tuesday, the 29th of March, and then that is that is it until the conference finals potentially. It's gonna be a good game. Yep. It's gonna be a great game. Yep. Good time to bet. Good time to bet the over. You know. Oh, I am fucking done betting, bro. (laughs) <laughs> no, you take a break. You take a break Ugh. and then you retool. And then when your buddy Chance says, "Hey man, we got a fucking lock." Then you throw it down. Yeah, honestly, like well, big big Wells household news. We got a house, so I got to kind of relax for a little bit anyways. So, it's a good good time for me to come off my 4-day fucking ice cold ice age snowstorm fucking betting. That or it's time to make all the money back. God damn, seriously. Here's here's fucking twenty nine thousand for a fucking shitty house. Fuck. God damn. It's crazy. The worst. Okay, that's it. Wanna call it? Yeah. The time is ten nineteen PM on three twenty one. Sounds time good. Of death. Glad you glad. <laughs> <laughs> time, Fuck. time of time of death for our last episode. For this last episode. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, give us a give us a subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Um, we're uh, we're we're really trying to get our shit together. I promise. How would that never? How, I'd never. How, never lie to you. How would that? How would that go? Like some dudes, like yeah, dude. Like I, I listen to this podcast, like you know, every other month. <laughs> it's great. You should tune in. The guys are fucking weird. It's, it's you know great. what? We're not asking you to do fucking push-ups, okay? Like, go onto your fucking app that you listen to music on and hit the subscribe button. It's not hard. Yeah, what have, what have we ever done to you? As I just insult all of our listeners. Yeah. No, this podcast is great. They hate Matt Duchesne. And Toronto is not their favorite. <laughs> You know our, I know our Nashville, our Nashville listeners, because I know we have, I know we have those. Um, I know our Nashville listeners probably didn't like this episode. There's but. a good chance that our Nashville listeners make up like 10 percent of our viewership. It's very, so. it's very possible. We should probably talk about the Nashville Predators. More. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I love, I love Matt Shane. Love him. He's my favorite. Love him. Love so good. All right. See you later.